You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. This is your home for all things outdoors in the Badger State. I'm your host, Josh Rayleigh, and I hope you are having a fantastic week so far. I know that I am. I'm getting geared up, man. August starts today. Holy cow, I just realized that. Today is August 1st. Well, the day that you're going to be listening to this. I'm not actually recording this on August 1st, but the day that this launches is August 1st. That means we can now say next month is deer season. Guys, do you hear the ring of that? Next month is deer season, and I'm getting fired up. I got the bow going. Uh, taking some reps with that. I've got three new broadheads that I'm digging into for this year. And uh, man, really liking the way that they fly, honestly. Going to share a post here pretty soon on the old Instagram and show you uh, those broadheads that I'm trying out for this year. Or you can head over to the How to Hunt Deer podcast and listen to last week's episode that I did with Vantage Point Archery. Uh, Man, really good shop, really good guys, doing good work. And so far, these things are flying like darts. If you're not already, make sure you're getting outside, shooting that bow, and getting ready for that September opener. So we've got a good episode for you today. I had a chance to talk with Alec Beckers and Matthew Reel from the Wisconsin chapter of the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Now, if you're not familiar with backcountry hunters and anglers, they are on the forefront fighting for uh, access and opportunity on public lands. And one of the things that I love about this organization is that it is made up of outdoorsmen from all walks of life. Uh, This is not a conservative organization or a liberal organization. It's not an organization of deer hunters or turkey hunters or waterfowl hunters or upland game hunters. None of that is is the primary focus. The primary focus is our public lands and making sure they stay public or accessible to the public. So they do a lot of really, really good work. You know, this is one of those episodes that kind of made me step back and think like, man, I have not, how have I not had people from backcountry hunters and anglers on uh, this show yet? Like so much of what is important to me is public lands and access to public lands that, you know, honestly, the state of Wisconsin does really, really well. There are always ways that we can improve, and there are always ways we can get better. In today's episode, we talk a good bit about the history of backcountry hunters and anglers. We talk about the Wisconsin chapter specifically and some of the major initiatives that the Wisconsin chapter has chosen to focus on. And then we also talk about the Wisconsin Rendezvous coming up this Saturday, August 5th, 2023, uh, at the Rib Mountain Bowman Club. Uh, That is in Wausau, Wisconsin. So if you get a chance, guys, check that out. It's going to be an awesome, awesome thing. I wish that I could go, 
Uh, but man, it, my, my schedule just does not permit for me to come up and, and make an extra trip this time of year to Wisconsin. But they're going to have camping and 3D archery, and there's going to be a, a big group campfire. They're going to have speakers. The guys from the OKS Hunter podcast are going to be there. They're going to have hands-on workshops around uh, dog safety, around traps, wild game cooking. I even heard there's going to be some gear there for saddle hunters. If you want to try out saddle hunting or, or get yourself in a saddle and experiment with one, it's going to be an awesome event. Advanced tickets are only 30 bucks. Tickets are $35 the day of. Kids 15 and under are free, and there is something for everybody. So take the family, head out if you are anywhere near, and can make it down to this event. It's going to be a good one. Now, before we jump into the episode for this week, I do have to say this podcast is brought to you by Tacticam. They're the makers of the best point-of-view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. No matter what it is you like to do outside, Tacticam has you covered with their 6.0 camera that's going to give you 4K 60 frame per second footage. It's got a low light sensor on it. It gives you up to 8x zoom. Of course, waterproof housing. Of course, one touch operation. And to top things off, it's got an LCD touchscreen right there on the camera so you can see exactly what your camera is aimed at. And don't forget, no matter what you like to do outside, whether it's hunting with a bow, or with a gun, or you want a shoulder-mounted camera, or you want a head-mounted camera, whatever it is that you want, Tacticam has you covered whenever it comes to mounts and adapters. Head over to Tacticam.com, learn more about all their awesome products, and pick up your 6.0 today. Next up, the Onyx Hunt app. They have got a whole slew of new features with the most recent update. If you want to create more memories and fill your freezer while doing it, the Onyx Hunt app is a must-have tool in your arsenal. With major new aerial imagery updates with historic look-back, high-frequency imagery, and even the ability to order your own custom imagery. The team at Onyx is also building the most intuitive trail cam management system out there. I know there are a lot of folks out there trying to do that, but with the Onyx Hunt app, you can receive cell camera images straight to the waypoint marking that camera. You can organize photos with their internal analysis, plus custom tagging and many more updates to come. This is all on top of the public and private land ownership info, ability to use with no service, and the unmatched reliability that you have come to expect out of the Hunt app. You can try the Onyx Hunt app for free right now for seven days. Just go find them on the app store of your choice or head over to onyxmaps.com to learn more. And then finally, Huntworth. Guys, I'm looking at those first couple of days of the season, and uh, you know I'm going to be hunting here in, uh, in Georgia beginning September 9th, I believe it is. And if you're not from the South, you've never maybe visited the South, September 9th in Georgia uh, feels about like the hottest day in July or August in Wisconsin. It is just, it's not pleasant. I'll be honest with you, it's not pleasant. If it was an opening day, I would not probably be out there making it happen to make a hunt. But you know what? You got to go with what the weather gives you. And my Huntworth clothing helps me do that. They've got a fantastic lineup of early season gear. You can find them all at HuntworthGear.com. Now let's jump into this week's episode, talking all things public lands and backcountry hunters and anglers with Alec Beckers and Matthew Reel. All right, joining me for this week's episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is Alec Beckers and Matt Reel from the Wisconsin BHA. What's going on, guys? All living the dream. Go ahead. I love it when I've got multiple guys on the show because I I always just throw out that first question, how you doing, or something like that, and it's like, uh, wait, which of us? We didn't talk about who goes first. Alec, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Excited to uh, to join you here today. Uh, talk a little bit about what we got going on in Wisconsin backcountry hunters and anglers. And uh, yeah, how about you, Matt? Um, yeah, just super excited about the opportunity, Josh, to, to uh, jump on your podcast. Obviously, you're doing great stuff and uh, really appreciate the opportunity to uh, use your platform to um, showcase, you know, all the excitement and, and all the good things going on with, uh, Wisconsin BHA. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you guys could, could take the time to come on. And, and honestly, as we were, as I was getting ready for this, it's like, it's a crime that I haven't had people from the Wisconsin BHA on yet. Like, how have I not, I mean, I, I pride myself in being someone who gives back to conservation, who cares about conservation, who talks about conservation. And it's like, but you haven't had anybody from the BHA on. So, uh, that was a, a huge oversight on my part, I feel like. But um, to kick things off, we'll start maybe with you, uh, Matt, on this question. I'd love to hear a little bit about who you are, what you do in the outdoors, and then what you do with the Wisconsin backcountry hunters and anglers. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's um, I'm, I'm very new. I'm a new board member to the Wisconsin 
chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. And I've been a member um, for for a long time and and really got excited about it, going to some of the events and some of the pint nights. And you know, it's just one of those things that you don't have the opportunity to do so much these days is just, you know, share some fellowship with like-minded folks, uh, you know, and talking about hunting and fishing and, and, you know, really the ability to maybe make an impact on some folks um, in, in the efforts uh, to either, you know, attend events, raise some money and, um, you know, do some work and some, some conservation efforts to provide opportunities and protect the, the public access that we have in Wisconsin and, uh, and the strong heritage of angling and fishing that we have throughout the state. Yeah. So, so when it comes to, you know, outdoor pursuits, what would you say is like your, your, uh, your top tier? So, you know, my, I, my true passion is archery. Um, I shoot archery year-round. Um, I have two little girls that are in archery. They shoot indoor, outdoor, um, both taking them on their first turkey hunts. Um, both of them had to take a bow and arrow, um, which was great. Uh, and both of them saw some success with a bow and arrow at the age of nine, which wow. was, uh, which was really cool. And, um, they, they just love kind of the, as we call it, kind of the mystical flight of the arrow. Um, so that's kind of the main basis of my outdoor experience and passion. Um, you know, obviously I enjoy taking in the uh, traditional Wisconsin uh, deer season, gun deer season. Uh, we do a fair amount of fishing and uh, backpacking and canoe trips and, and things like that um, throughout the state as well. And, you know, it's, it, I always did it as an individual and uh, obviously as my family's grown, and my wife and kids enjoy that as well. And uh, it just became a little more passionate to me uh, as I got older to make sure everyone has, you know, a, a chance or an opportunity to to experience that. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That Yeah, I've always been an outdoorsman, and I've always, you know, thought about taking my kids hunting and looking forward to those days. But uh, it was really when we were in Wisconsin that our kids came of age where they could really do a lot more. And just the, the huge number of opportunities that you have in Wisconsin to get kids outside, whether it's hiking and canoeing or fishing or hunting or just so much different, different stuff that you can do and get them involved in. What a great opportunity to, uh, I think, instill in them a love not only for natural resources but for conservation very, very early on. Just fantastic. Uh, Alec, let's talk about you, man. Sure. I'm, I'm Alec Beckers, uh, Alec, kind of like Alec Baldwin, but slightly more safe with firearms. Uh, that's usually how I like to, to introduce myself. Love it. I love it. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm Alec. I'm the vice chair for our Wisconsin chapter of backcountry hunters and anglers. Um, I am a very devout generalist when it comes to the outdoors. Um, I don't really excel at anything, but I'm interested in everything. Um, I think the, the reason for that is I didn't grow up hunting or fishing or really anything outdoors. Um, and after coming up to Wisconsin for college, uh, and sticking around in the area after that, I wanted to, you know, experience more of the Wisconsin culture that is hunting and fishing. And I actually ended up taking a learn to hunt class, um, that was put on by pheasants forever and the national wild Turkey Federation, and that kind of kickstarted my, my outdoors pursuits. Uh, over the years, you know, I've expanded everything from, you know, not just deer, but waterfowl, turkey, pheasant, et cetera. And I think my passion in the outdoors uh, has drifted away from my own personal hunting and more towards bringing other people into the fold. Um, I, it's something I'm very passionate about, you know, our, our three movement um, with the Wisconsin chapter, we put on a number of learn to hunts all across the state every year from deer, pheasant, waterfowl, turkey, ice fishing, all of it. Um, and, and I really gain value in, you know, my extracurricular activities outside of my normal nine to five by sharing in the outdoors and bringing people into this, this community that we have. Um, and, and I think what's, what's really cool about 
R3 in Wisconsin and where BHA fits into that fold is there's a lot of adults out there that want to get into the outdoors, hunting, fishing, recreation, and they don't know where to start. And that's where we and BHA get to come in and say, hey, we've got public land that you can access. We'll show you how to do it. We'll show you how to get comfortable going out for archery deer. We'll show you how to get comfortable scouting for ducks on public land. Uh, and you can do this near to your home. I'm, I'm in the Milwaukee area and there's always this, uh, this belief that, Oh, you got to go drive up four hours to the North woods to go deer hunting. And that's one of the things that we're trying to change. It's no, you can, you can be successful 20, 30 minutes outside of Milwaukee, right outside of Madison. Um, you know, we have all this public land that's accessible and we just want to show people how to access that. Yeah. And, and what a, what a ripe field, I think, uh, when it comes to Wisconsin, one of the things that makes Wisconsin unique, at least, you know, coming from the deep South, I grew up in Alabama, then moved to Wisconsin, actually from Louisiana. Uh, you know, obviously that easy public access compared to a lot of the Southern states that I'm used to, you know, you drive 10 minutes to a public piece instead of an hour and a half to get to the nearest public piece. Uh, but then also just culturally, even those who are non-hunters, it's like there's this this understanding of hunting that we don't have in 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 the South, to be to be quite honest, where if you're a non-hunter, you're probably uh, more against it than you are for it, where I feel like in Wisconsin, I met a lot of people who were genuinely uh, non-hunters but interested. You know, it was just such a part of the culture that they grew up in and that they were used to. There was a lot friendlier attitude towards hunting, even if they had never done it in their life. And so uh, what a ripe field to, to do what you're saying, to say, hey, we'll, we'll show you where to go. We'll help you get comfortable doing it. We'll teach you how to do it. And we might even go with you. You know, uh, what, a, what a wonderful uh, introduction. So, well, let's, let's back up just a little bit. And I want for our listeners who, they're probably familiar with the BHA. You know, we, we don't have a lot of uh, casual outdoorsmen that listen to this podcast. But, uh, you know, if people aren't familiar with backcountry hunters and anglers, Give us a little bit of maybe the backstory of the BHA and then specifically uh, history of the Wisconsin chapter, if you can. Yeah, absolutely. So backcountry hunters and anglers were a national organization that's focused on public lands access, uh, public lands conservation, wildlife issues, um, and, and policy all surrounding our you know, U.S. system of public lands and waters. Uh, that's true all across the country, whether you're in, you know, Wyoming or Nevada that have majority public lands um, as a composition of the state, or if you're in Wisconsin, where we don't have as much proportional amounts of public land or even on the East Coast, we're still focused nationally on creating public access making sure that public access is there for perpetuity so that hunters and anglers um, can continue recreating outside and, you know, trying to make sure that our public lands are also good habitat for these species and wildlife that we care about. Uh, so we're nationally very involved in, in a number of different things, uh, it's a very grassroots organization as well, which kind of leads us to the Wisconsin story. Uh, being a national organization, we're comprised of chapters. Um, and our Wisconsin state chapter is, is one of those chapters and it's all volunteer led. Uh, so everybody that's on our Wisconsin board in our Wisconsin chapter is doing this on a volunteer basis. And we're the ones leading the charge focused on Wisconsin. Um, so we try to get, involved in a number of different things around the state when it comes to public lands, wildlife, conservation, and any issue even tangentially related to those. Um, we're very focused within the state on how do we preserve this for Wisconsin? How do we expand public access for Wisconsin? And how do we create more advocates for these precious resources that we have within the state? I think that is such a huge, uh, a huge piece. I mean, 
when I think about giving to conservation organizations or, you know, giving either money or time, um, it means so much to find a, an organization with a local chapter that's going to be doing work that you can witness, right? That's going to be doing work down the street. So uh, one good example, the Wisconsin Waterfowl Association, right? We've, I've talked with them a number of times, and, and I love pulling up into a parking lot, and it's got a little WWA sticker, you know, or sign in the parking lot. And you know that they've been there, uh, that they've been there working. You know, same thing with you guys. You, you know that the, the work that's being done is focused right there in Wisconsin. And that's not to say we shouldn't care about issues on a national scale. But it is to say that it sure is a lot easier to get more people involved and to keep people involved and motivated towards conservation when they see it happening around them when they actually reap the benefits, you know, you give and not to pick on these guys, but you give to, you know, Delta waterfowl or something like that. Their project may be in South Dakota. And it's like that. Great. I'm, I'm glad for, for them right now. I live in Georgia. So high five to those folks in South Dakota. Maybe I'll make it there this year. Maybe I won't, you know, kind of thing, but um, awesome to have those local uh, that local work going on. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the issues that are that are most important and near and dear to the heart of BHA. You know, the things specifically that they're focusing on. Maybe there are some uh, initiatives right now that are being pushed. Is there is there anything right now that's kind of taking up a bulk of your attention and focus? I think there's a number of, of topics that we're involved with um, from a Wisconsin standpoint. I think on the, the policy side, uh, so we've had our fingers in, in a lot of different pots over the years. Um, I think most notably in recent years, uh, we've kind of been tapped by the DNR as one of the core organizations for various committees that they set up on, call it contentious uh, conservation topics. One of them in specific being the wolf management plan, Mm -hmm. um, not diving into the specifics of the wolf management plan. Um, I can say that we were one of the chapters or one of the organizations that had a seat at the table with the DNR to help develop and give input to that management plan. Um, and that's just one example of the different policy issues that we're in involved with from a conservation standpoint. Uh, everything that the DNR is, is throwing around in terms of public and nonprofit input, BHA always has a seat at that table. Um, we've got regular mechanisms with the DNR leadership in Madison um, on a monthly basis. So we're constantly involved in, in policy decisions that are, that are going on at the Capitol. I think past uh, kind of wildlife conservation focused things, one of the big areas that we've been focusing on recently is actually the Pelican River State Forest. Uh, This is a big proposal for a large tract of public land up north um, that, you know, proponents of it have been trying to secure this public access and conservation status in perpetuity. Um, Currently, it's a lot of timber company land, um, and there's a lot of debate going around um, what does the state and what are the local authorities want to do with this, this tract of land. Um, and, and BHA has been at the forefront of that advocating for creating this perpetual conservation status, creating this public access uh, that will never be infringed upon. And there's been a lot of detractors from that. Um, and we've been trying to fight the good fight there, push trying to push forward the Pelican River State Forest Project, which has hit some roadblocks on the you know state political financial support side. Uh, but we're still very actively involved um, and trying to advocate for that public access uh, to be created and set in stone for the rest of time. Yeah. One thing that I I would love for you to go into just a little bit, and uh, it may not seem as relevant for folks who have maybe uh, grown up in Wisconsin, but, you know, having a history in the South like yourself and me being in the South right now, how fragile is our access to some of these public lands? You know, I'm sitting here in Georgia and we just lost uh, Pine Log. You might be familiar with that. And I think it was something like 16,000 acres. Uh, of public land not far from Atlanta. 
when I was a kid, we lost a 17,000 acre plus chunk of public land that was about 45 minutes down the road from, from my house. Uh, you know, the place where I killed my first buck, uh, you know, just gone in the blink of an eye. One day or one, one year, they decided it was no longer available for public access. Uh, how fragile are some of these public lands? And, and I, and I want to I wanna set that stage to understand how important it is to be doing the kinds of work that BHA is doing. Yeah, I think taking the, the Pelican River example, uh, you know, this is not a, not a small chunk. It's, I think, over 70,000 acres uh, up north that it is a mixture of timberland, uh, timber company land um, with some, some state parcels in there as well, and, and a good bit of private land. And while this is open for public access today through our you know, MFL and voluntary access programs in the state, um, there are some conflicting interests there in in the area that want to see this property and this habitat and land go to be 40 acre farms. They want to see the development uh, that, you know, they can have a higher tax income, have more people living in the area, satisfy their constituents, et cetera, et cetera. But we're talking about 70, 100,000 acres that we have today that people are trying to divvy up and sell and create little homesteads and 40 acre farms that will then no longer be access. Uh, I, I think just based on, you know, looking at the map and saying, I have this big chunk of land that's available right now. And there's risk that that could be divvied up and restricted access in the future is definitely something that really engages us. We want to be able to to secure that. But on top of that, from a habitat perspective, this is really key habitat, um, both from a forestry standpoint and fisheries. Um, this is uh, an important part of the of some headwaters for various rivers and streams up north that are, you know, big trout fisheries. Um, it's it, it's a very interesting kind of intersection of multiple different types of, of habitat, both land and water, that it's not just about, can we access it and can we hunt it? Can we fish it? It's also about what's going on downstream. If we're going to be putting in, you know, farms and houses and all that, what is the runoff from that additional development could be doing downstream? So if we're able to protect this tract of land we're doing the environment and the habitat a favor, as well as recreation. We have that access secured for the rest of our lives. Just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best point of view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. They're on the cutting edge, making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. Their new 6.0 camera has a ton of upgraded features this year, but the one I'm most excited about is the new LCD touchscreen. In my mind, that is a total game changer. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with the sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions, you know just how frustrating it can be to try to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of mounts and adapters. This fall, I'm going to be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with the 6.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with the 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, Tacticam.com, and share your hunt with Tacticam. What a huge thing. I, I, I just want to point out like the, the impact and the ripple effect from not only the loss of, of access for us, but of you know, continued fragmentation of the landscape is hugely detrimental. Um, I had the folks from the uh, Ice Age Trail on the other day, and we talked about the importance of the Ice Age Trail as a strip of conservation, essentially, and, and what that's providing wildlife in the state of Wisconsin. And the benefits are huge. The benefits are immense. And, you know, seeing obviously much larger portions of, of, of property trying to uh, 
ensure that we've got them forever so that they're not fragmented and so that we do retain access. Um, what an awesome endeavor. What a, what a, what a great, a great thing to be working towards. Uh, that, that kind of brings me towards something that I think is tremendously important. I will probably get messages about this where people are like, you don't understand. Um, I had a buddy who was recently at a BHA event in Ohio, Muster in the Marsh, and he talked about, he was like, look, Josh, I'm a real conservative dude, like politically and everything. But one of the things I loved about being at this BHA event is there were people from such a broad array of backgrounds. He was like, there were people there who don't, who don't care about hunting and fishing. Like their primary goal is public access and, and conservation. And uh, for him, that just meant so much that it was, it was a, a topic that we could, you know, cross the political aisle, so to speak, to, to work together on. Uh, and I think that might be, you know, an earmark of, of BHA that we don't see maybe with other organizations. And so can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're a very diverse group uh, by any metric that you can measure, whether it's uh, political affiliation, you know, whatever it may be, we've got representation in our membership base uh, to support that. We were not a left-leaning or right-leaning organization, uh, specifically in Wisconsin. We don't care what party the politician is from. We're going to either work with that politician or try to convince that politician to change their mind to support what we're looking for as a conservation and public lands organization. You know, public land is, is everyone's. It's not just conservative hunters or uh, it's not just liberal hikers from REI that want to go out and bird watch. You know, it, it's everyone's. And, and that's what our organization is, is focused on is protecting public lands for everyone. Yeah. And I, I think that has to be the future of, of, of conservation in America. I, I've liked listening to Mark Kenyon talk about a few times. He's like, He's like, look, here's the deal. When conservatives are in office, they're not very friendly to public lands and public places, but they are very friendly to hunting rights and, and fishing rights. Uh, you get, um, you know, more liberal politicians in, in office and they're, yeah, absolutely friendly to public lands, but they're not very friendly to hunting and fishing rights. So it's, you know, it, it, it's a double-edged sword and we've, we've got to strike a middle ground when it comes to this so that we protect what we all love, and that's that's being able to recreate on these properties in in consumptive and non-consumptive ways, right? This is like you said, this is this is for everybody. Uh, talk to me real quick about maybe some of the membership opportunities when it comes to the BHA. Like, uh, you know, you mentioned a minute ago R three and all of that. How can people get involved? Whether that means you know they want to you know sign up and become part of BHA, or maybe they just want to take advantage of some of these you know R three. Uh, initiatives that you guys have, or maybe conservation cleanup days or that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'd probably first direct everyone to go visit the Backcountry Hunters website. Um, so if you go to backcountryhunters.org slash Wisconsin, um, you can find more about the Wisconsin chapter in specific, whether it's our board members, uh, policy issues, or upcoming events. Um, so we have a number of upcoming events, everything from our 2023 Wisconsin State Rendezvous, which is next weekend. Um, we've got a few conservation and public lands pack out trash cleanup days out on public land. Um, we've got some R3 opportunities for mentoring as well as participating in some of our Learn to Hunts as a student. Um, but everything will be on our Wisconsin website. Um, we've got an events page there. And every single one of those events will have a specific point of contact that, you know, you can either RSVP on the website or you can reach out to that specific contact for each event um, individually. And we can put you in contact with, with whoever it may be. Um, I, I think it's important noting as well that we've got a very dedicated um, membership base in Wisconsin as well as our board. So, if you reach out to us in Wisconsin, whether it's Instagram, through the website, email, somebody will personally get back to you. 
Um, it's not just going into some automated form, but we're all very attentive um, and, and want to bring people into the organization and help out where, where it may be, whether it's picking up trash or teaching someone how to shoot a bow. Yeah. Can, can one of you guys speak to the rendezvous that's coming up? Yeah, I think I can take that. So our, our rendezvous is next weekend, uh, August 5th, Saturday, August 5th. It's going to be up in the Wausau area at Rib Mountain Bowman. Um, so it's going to be a whole day of events. Um, we've got a 3D archery course um, that we can shoot, and that comes with your, your admission ticket to rendezvous. Um, we've got a number of seminars um, from speakers and some hands-on workshops. We've got vendors coming in for product demos. We've got raffle prizes, um, food, drinks, and we'll be able to camp uh, that Saturday night and have a big campfire and kind of all drink some beer around the fire, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but a lot of opportunities to, to learn um, as well, whether you're a very experienced outdoorsman or completely new to things, there's going to be a breadth of opportunities for everyone. Um, we've got a few really cool speakers. Uh, we got Joe Davies, who's a, a fly fishing guide down here in Milwaukee. I'm with Milwaukee River Fly Fishing. He's going to be talking about kind of demystifying fly fishing and how to fly fish for bass, overcoming some barriers to entry and fishing overlooked in urban waters. You know, you don't have to go fish for driftless trout. You can go to your local park and fly fish for bass and still have a great time. Yep. Um, we got John Motovila from Pheasants Forever who will be doing a, a speech on um, R3 and mentorship, how important that is and how you can be a better mentor um, and bring more people into the fold and, and make their experiences better. And he's also going to be leading a cooking class for us as well. Um, so the DNR is, is helping us out by giving us a deer that will do a hands-on butchering demo. Um, so people will have the opportunity to cut up a deer and we'll then go cook it. We'll cook up some backstrap and learn some recipes and tips and tricks on how to make your, your venison gourmet. Uh, the okayest hunter crew is going to be there as well. Um, they'll be giving us uh, some time and, and talking through a couple different topics. We'll have a policy roundtable um, where we get to talk through what's going on in the state, have a Q&A session of members engaging with our board, uh, You know what's important to our membership, how can the board work on X, Y, and Z that our membership base is looking for. Um, and then we've got a, a few really cool workshops as well. We're going to have XOP tree stands coming out, doing some demos on their tree stand products, as well as saddle hunting, nice. um, which is typically a kind of a big hurdle to entry for people that have never hunted out of a saddle before, but we're going to have products set up for you to climb up in a tree and learn how to use a saddle with the people that designed and sell those saddles. Uh, we'll also have the Wisconsin trappers there. If you've ever been interested in learning how to trap or you've done a little bit of trapping, but want some critiquing on your foothold sets, we'll have some experienced trappers there to help you out, help you make sets, test them out, give you feedback. Um, as well as a, you know, a, a number of other things. Um, we've, we've got a really good lineup for, uh, activities that are, that are good for the whole family. Man, it sounds like it's going to be a, a pretty, a pretty stacked event. Holy cow. I'm like, man, if I was there, how would you, uh, how would you, I guess, break down your time to make sure you could take advantage of all of it? Cause that's a lot going on. Uh, Matt, I have a question for you. Uh, you're, you're pretty sure. new. You mentioned that at the beginning. I'm curious mm -hmm. what drew you to not only join BHA, but get to where you are today as, you know, an, a new board member and, and wanting to give a little bit more to it. Yeah. So as obviously everyone's probably listening to Alec is, you know, deep dive into this stuff and does a ton of work and uh, along with all the other board members and myself kind of, you know, coming in new, um, you know, I, Honestly, fair amount of hesitation, kind of trying to jump on the board, not from 
a an organizational level, but just from a time standpoint. So I, I guess what, you know, I attended a few events and it was just, there was a lot of excitement, a lot of energy, um, being in a, in a room or a, a park or an event with people, you know, that are all excited about um, conservation and public lands and access to those public lands, regardless how they use them, right? Um, so initially my thought was, you know, joining this organization, it's $35, right? A low, low investment um, that can go a, a long way. And, you know, I continually just kind of wrote the check and followed along with some of the activities, everything like that, and, and tried to go to as many events as I could. As I got, you know, the opportunity to serve on the board, I'm going, this is crazy, the amount of work that the board does and the policies they put into and all the, the you know, true passion that, that is on display, you know, daily, weekly, monthly um, by this group and, you know, the extension of the group, right, um, with, with some of the sponsors and some of the other organizations that, that collaborate to, again, work with every opportunity that we have to provide, regardless how you use them, the access to quality um, hunting, fishing, hiking, bird watching, whatever it is, whatever your your desire is, um, access to do that. And uh, you know, I guess if I had a pitch, I would just sell every, everybody. You know, and I, we get it right. Time is tight. Everyone's busy. Um, but I, I think anybody that has a, a has a passion for any of those things, and and just or either just likes looking at, you know. Uh, a beautiful prairie, a beautiful woodlot, and a beautiful lake um, that they could go walk out on and see versus buildings or, or you know, a sectioned off new subdivision. Um, $35 is is an extremely well-received uh, re- well donation um, and membership to, to great causes. So I would just encourage anybody that's listening, if you can and you have the means to, uh, we would deeply appreciate, you know, people considering joining the uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers organization. And if possible, and, and you're looking for something to do on Saturday the 5th, uh, that rendezvous is, is going to be an amazing day with tons of excitement and, and a great opportunity to, you know, introduce yourselves to some of the things and, uh, and or, you know, some kids for sure, because there are some great kids activities there as well. And, uh, great opportunity to, to get a sneak peek and, and get started in the outdoors. Yeah, man, I, I, I was going to follow up with uh, make the case for somebody who's not involved and you just went right into it. So no need for that. Uh, no need for that follow-up question. That, that is amazing. I'm, I'm glad you, uh, glad you took us there because you're right. $35, man, like just skip fast food, like three or four times for your year and you've got that you've got that 35 bucks covered it, it's really not that much but then what I also love about local um, organizations and I think what BHA does maybe compared to some other bigger ones and like I've said before I don't want to pick on some of the bigger conservation organizations because they do do good work but you know when I see a Wisconsin BHA I see not only the opportunity to see my dollars at work when I'm looking around but also to go get my hands dirty right, to make a personal investment myself. And yes, it takes time. Yes, we're all busy. Um, but really, what what better thing do you have to do with your time? Like what better investment uh, can you make of your time? What better uh, way can you spend that time and know that you're going to get a return on it than, you know, making sure that, you know, these, these public lands that we love so dearly are there for not only us, but for our grandkids and our grandkids' kids, you know, um, I, I just see such great opportunity for, for legacy and to have a lasting impact beyond ourselves that, um, you know, is not offered to us maybe in a lot of other arenas. Yeah, I would I think 100% because... agree. Sorry, Alec, but, you know, I 100% agree with everything you said, Josh. And, and it, where I fall in, I just have such a passion for getting youth involved in things, right? And from you know, being a parent myself, I think, you know, the availability to get kids involved and, and kind of 
get some roots started with them in far as the outdoors and everything. There's not a ton of opportunities to do that. And I know there's a lot of folks um, raising, you know, family that have wished they had an opportunity and those opportunities are out there, right. To get them involved um, and, and BHA and the Wisconsin chapter of BHA um, certainly has a passion to, to provide those opportunities to introduce the, the kids to the outdoors, introduce them to conservation and, you know, get them off their phones a little bit and go out and, and uh, see what the world has out there and, and all the excitement the outdoors has to offer. Yeah. I think a great example of that is uh, an interaction I had at one of the expos um, in Wisconsin earlier this year. Um, a guy came up to our, our booth and said, you know, I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you guys. And we were like, oh, well, what's this? And he said, I've been hunting Goose Lake my entire life, Goose Lake Wildlife Area. Mm-hmm. And ever since you guys adopted it and came in and did habitat restoration, invasive brush control and all of that, that parcel is so much more accessible now that I run into other hunters and I've never run into other hunters there before. And while that may be a little bit annoying, the benefit of it is now I can bring my kids in there too, that Mm -hmm. we're not having to bust through Buckthorn to get to our hunting spots. But we have this parcel of public land that was previously very difficult to access for hunting purposes. And now we have a wildlife area that is cleaned up, maintained, there's no trash and we've got native prairie coming back in and I can bring my family out there to hunt. Uh, And I thought that was a really cool example of, Hey, BHA is putting in the work uh, to a number of different parcels around the state, but Goose Lake specifically, we've adopted that um, in partnership with the DNR and made it accessible for families, for additional hunters and restored some natural vegetation, Mm -hmm. uh, natural prairies and getting rid of invasives. Yeah. And you know, it's awesome too. I I think that, you know, there is this mindset, you know, I hear a lot about it today. In fact, I was listening to a podcast the other day where this clown was talking about how we shouldn't promote the use of public lands. And I'm like, dude, please go somewhere else and close your mouth. Like you don't, you don't belong in this conversation at this, at this point, at least, I don't know, in, in my mind, but um, anyway, just that, that scarcity mindset that is like, oh, we got to, I got to hold on to this so it's only available to me. Like that's, that's their primary concern. And, and man, it, it's so sad. And, and from what I have seen, I mean, even hunting, you know, not, well, I won't say where I hunt, but hunting in areas that receive a lot of pressure and a lot of people, uh, I've noticed that there can be when a property is cared for properly, it can hold a lot of people and provide a lot of real high quality outdoor experiences. And these other people that I'm seeing on the property aren't ruining it. You know, the, the, the better access. Awesome. We're all going to have a good time now rather than, you know, trying to hoard a good time for myself. So that's awesome story. Good to hear. Uh, well guys, where can folks go to learn more about BHA, maybe hear more from you? Um, and then, you know, obviously we want to, we want to po- point folks to the rendezvous on, uh, on August 5th, but, uh, maybe they want to see addresses and that kind of thing for that. Yeah. The, you know, the website obviously is, is really easy. I understand. Obviously a lot of people are probably listening to this in their car and not going to write this down. Um, uh, but if you just simply go to Google, any searching, you know, any, any search engine and, type in Wisconsin BHA um, networks basically it brings you up right there super easy to remember um, website's fantastic uh, there's a little about the middle a little right side of center there's a join BHA um, and then just left of that there's an events um, tab everything's in there it's it's really easy to go through so when you get out of the car you get you know to a spot where you're gonna sit down relax for a little bit and you're gonna you know, cruise through Instagram, cruise through social media, just take five minutes out of your day and, and open up browser on your, on your phone and, and check that website out. Um, look at all this, the content on there. A lot, a lot of really fun stuff. Um, a lot of excitement and 
you know, read up on all that stuff. I'm sure there our contact information is on, on that page as well through the Wisconsin chapter. Um, if I'm sure speaking for Alec, you know, if anyone has any requests, needs, thoughts, um, help, you know, our, our contact information's there. They can email, email us or any of the, uh, other board members and we'll, we'll gladly help out. Um, I guess last pitch would just be consider, you know, joining BHA and, and supporting the work that uh, a lot of people are doing and, uh, and worst case, get involved just by um, being a supporting member of, of the organization and uh, jump on there and, and gather your friends and head up to the rendezvous on the 5th would be awesome. Great. Alec, you want to add anything? Probably find us on Instagram too, Backcountry Hunters WI. Shoot us a DM there. Give us a follow. We've got all the links in uh, in bio. Okay. And if you are listening to this in your car, I will link all of that in, in the show notes. So I'll have the website there. I'll have their social media there. So, you know, don't worry about trying to jot this down or go there while you're listening to it. Just get where you're going, like Matt said, and then uh, check the show notes because the links will be there. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for your time. This has been wonderful. I really, really, uh, man, I wish I could attend. I really do. Um, the whole thing about moving 14 hours away, that's a problem. Uh, but anyway, wish I could attend. Guys, I highly encourage you, if you're listening to this, head out there Saturday, August 5th. Sounds like it's going to be a phenomenal event. Um, and, yeah, go learn a little bit more about the backcountry hunters and anglers. So, Alec, Matt, thanks for your time today. Thank, thank you, Josh. Josh. Appreciate it. That's all for this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you dig this show, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you get your podcasts. While you're at it, if you could leave me a five-star review, I would very much appreciate that. You can also follow along with my outdoor adventures on Instagram at the Wisconsin Sportsman or at How to Hunt Deer. That's also the best way to get a hold of me. Suggest topics, guests, or questions that you'd like me to explore on the show. Big thanks to our partners, Tacticam, Huntworth, and Onyx. Please go support the brands that support this show. And if you're looking for more great outdoor content, check out the sportsmansempire.com where you'll find my other podcast, the How to Hunt Deer podcast, as well as a ton of other awesome outdoor podcasts. And until next time, make sure you make the time to get outside and enjoy the incredible natural resources that are ours as Wisconsin sportsmen.